0: Hey friend, I'm Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. Well, hey there, friend. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a backup plan for your life? I know I've definitely done that throughout my life. I might set a big goal for myself, whether it's for my job, for my business, for my personal life, but I'm always thinking about the backup plan. I can't really, I can't seem to help that, right? I've always got the, what if this doesn't work out, what will I do instead kind of mentality. Now that might go against what a lot of business owners teach, but I like having a backup plan. It helps me. It helps me have realistic expectations. It helps me to not be completely devastated if a goal or plan doesn't go how I expect it to. Now, Hannah Braniff, who we're going to chat with today, she had a backup plan. She spent a few years working on her online business. She first started selling physical products, and then she added in some digital products, including an online course on how to cross-stitch, but Hannah had a backup plan, which was, if I cannot get this business to really grow, to be more consistent, to be bringing me a consistent paycheck, then I think I'm when I go back to school, I'm going to finish my degree and I'm going to go get a normal job, as Hannah puts it. So last fall, Hannah already had started working on her backup plan. She went back to school part-time and she had the plan that for this upcoming fall, she would go back to school full-time once both of her kids were in school full-time. Well, Hannah has now tossed that backup plan right in the trash because her business is growing and she's seeing the success that she was hoping for for several years. So I can't wait for you to hear from Hannah and hear her story. And you might be out there feeling just like Hannah. You're not sure how much longer you can keep working so hard without seeing a paycheck and without seeing good results from all that hard work. So if that's you, keep listening, and I think you're going to be excited by what you hear. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk with Hannah. So today on the show, I'm so excited to have Hannah Braniff of HannahHandMakes.com. Hannah, it's been so fun getting to know you over the last couple of months and watching your business continue to grow. And so I'm so excited to chat with you. Oh, me too. (laughs) Okay, so I would love to, first off, hear a little bit more about your business, what you sell, and how you got started with your online business.
1: Okay, so my name is Hannah, I'm from the UK, and I started Hannah Hand Makes um, in 2015. Um, It was actually after me and my husband moved in together, and I had to leave work because he's in the military, so we moved away. And I thought being a stay-at-home mom would be really great, but I got pretty bored, to be honest, and I had no friends where we'd moved to, so I just started selling cross-stitch completed pieces at first, because I got back into cross-stitch after having my first baby. But then I quickly realised that was not going to go well. You can make about one a month. So I started making cross-stitch kits and selling those. And then when I was selling them, loads of people would ask me if I had any videos teaching the how-to. So I started a blog and now I have a how-to cross-stitch course as well. So it's just all kind of evolved over the years, the past five years, yeah. But I really enjoy doing both sides now. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I love that you've got physical kits that you sell, and I love that you came up with the idea to do the kits instead of having to hand make it all yourself. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) big time saver. And I mean, there's something really neat about that. I mean, you know, I know I love getting a good crafty kit because I'm not the kind of person who's gonna like round up all the supplies myself and plan out, yeah, the whole thing. But if I can just hit a button online and have the whole thing come to me, then yeah, it's really fun to be creative in that way. So yeah, I love that you have both sides. So I would love to hear more about how you've grown your business how did you get those first customers and what have been the best ways that you've marketed your business?
1: Do you mean like the very first customers when I very first started? Yeah,
0: started? Lo- yes, because yeah. I, I love hearing people's <sighs> beginning stories because I think it's easy to look at where someone might be now and we kind of assume, oh, it's always been easy for them or, oh, they always had mm-hmm. this audience or something. And it's like, no, we, most of us like basically started square one and yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I was actually in
1: a parenting group when I had my first baby because I breastfed and used slings and there was like a group for all of that and a lot of them really loved rainbows so I made like a rainbow personalized one for my son with like his name and his date of birth on and a lot of the people that were in that group. Some I had as friends on Facebook or on Instagram. I just put it up, and people were like, "Oh, can you make me one?" Some family members asked for some, so I started a Facebook page, and I think I sold on the Facebook page at least six months. I just had a Facebook page, and we just put them up, and people would buy through PayPal, and that's just how I started. I was really, really lucky as well that at the beginning, some of the women from that parenting group had a separate group for people who have businesses and they've just been so helpful and wonderful to have like along that journey as well they really helped me at the beginning as well so and then I joined Etsy I didn't even know what Etsy was (laughs) at the start I think that's how I found your podcast actually and then yeah I joined Etsy and then about a year in I got accepted to a marketplace here in the UK called Not On The High Street it's pretty big here in the UK so it's just continued from there then so yeah, just on Facebook at first.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, once you had your products also listed on Etsy and then mm-hmm. not on the high street, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. That's right, yeah. So are those platforms like the main place where you were making sales?
1: On a day-to-day basis, they are, yeah, that not on the high street one, particularly at the minute with all of the UK being on lockdown. That is where most of my sales are coming from right now. The only, through my website, I do sell some, mainly when I do, I run stitch alongs. I think, you know what they are. I think someone in the group runs a sew along, doesn't Mm -hmm. she? So I run a cross stitch stitch along about three times a year. So through my website, all those sales come from there. But really, I don't sell a lot of physical ones through my website. I've tried ads before for my physical ones a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, most of my physical product sales come from Etsy and not on the high street, yeah.
0: Okay, Got it. And then when you decided that you were going to branch out and have the digital component of your business and have a course on cross-stitching, tell me more about that. How did you, one, did you run into any sticking points along the way? Because I think creating a course sometimes seems like it will be easier than it actually is.
1: So it was Christmas 2018. Etsy did a I don't know if they do them in the States. They do like pop up Christmas markets. And so I applied to sell on there and they asked me to do a workshop along with it. And like one person turned up. So it was like that was the first and last time I've ever done an in person workshop. And then I was talking to a friend and she was like, Why don't you do a course? And I was like, I didn't really know what online courses were. And then you know the Kate All podcast um, yes mm-hmm. yeah she had someone on who did a knitting course and i was like oh maybe i could actually do a cross stitch course then so i just started researching i also had genius blogger toolkit from the year before and in there one of the free courses was somebody teaching you how to create a course on teachable so i went through all of that signed up for teachable The biggest thing for me though was that every single lesson is a video tutorial. So trying to set all that up, that was the difficult part. (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I kind of ran into like, oh, I I mean, I'm not like massively a perfectionist. So I was kind of like, I don't mind if it's a bit like candid and stuff, but it's tough. I'm always, I go back now and I want to redo the whole thing already. (laughs) So it's only a year old, but I am thinking of when the kids go back to school, I'm going to redo
0: all the videos again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's true for all of us where, yeah, we look back at what we've done and go, Ooh, I think I can make that better. But yeah, it's all just a process. Okay. You have your shop, you're selling your kits and I think your kit sales have been pretty good for a
1: long time, right? Yeah. They're pretty steady. Over the summer, it does get pretty slow. That's actually when I launched the course last year. But then September to March is pretty good. That's when I get most of my sales, yeah.
0: Got it. Okay. But you've really been, over the last year at least, right, trying to get that more course sales and more Mm -hmm. digital product sales. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so for everyone listening, Hannah joined the Ads Intensive for our... January 2020 round. I just basically name it on when we first yeah. started. But yeah, so it's been several months since then. We're now at end of May. And I thought it was so interesting, Hannah, when you, you shared in the group that you were kind of, at the same time that you were joining the program, you were kind of thinking in the back of your mind, like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. Like something <laughs> has got to change, right? I've got to yeah. see a little more progress to feel like I'm going to keep doing this.
1: It was the consistency for me. It, you know, some months were really well with the business, but then in late August, sometimes, it, especially on with digital, it'd be like zero. <laughs> so it was the consistency. I was sick of like up, down, up, down. And yeah, it
0: was kind of like my last chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... And you mentioned as well that you started looking at going back to school, right? I, I did go back in September. Oh, okay. So it, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Okay. Now that decision to go back to school in September, because you said you launched your course last summer, right? Yeah. April or May last year. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So that decision to go back to school, I want to hear more about that. Everything okay. that <laughs> So I launched my course and that did go well. I only wanted
1: 10 people. I think I got 22 and I think the list was probably about a thousand people then so i was quite happy with that and most of that list was you know the only came to me blog i didn't have any digital really items then and then again june i closed my course you know i was listening to advice from a lot of people who do b2b and they do the open close which is probably a mistake i should have just left it open but i closed it over the summer and then i was like well now i'm stuck with no digital income, my kit sales were slow. And I just thought, oh, I just didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I just didn't want the inconsistency. So I, my youngest starts school this year in September, hopefully, um, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> full time. She was in two and a half days preschool, but she starts full time. And I thought to myself, if I'm not consistent by September 2020, then I'm going to just keep the blog as a hobby, but go and find a normal job. And I was talking to my sister about it. And I said, I'd probably go back to university and try and get me a degree. And she was like, well, why waste, waste this year? Just go back part-time and just get it rolling. So I did. I went back part-time, but I'm not going back.
0: <laughs> not going so back you've, you've decided you're not going down the normal job path. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. I'm curious though, so what were you studying and what did you kind of have in your mind as a potential... Normal. I job. was actually studying business and marketing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good skills yeah. to learn.
1: Yeah. I love the blog side of business and I am friends of a lot of physical product sellers and i have always told them you should blog as well alongside. I love blogging. And but then when I started my degree, I actually also love the ethics side of business as well, learning about like business ethics too. So I was kind of going I wasn't just sure which way to go,
0: but something along those lines, yeah. But Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I remember you posted in the group and I can't remember how long ago this was, but you had shared that with all of us of like, Hey, before I joined this intensive, I was basically thinking I'm probably going to go, yeah. you, you know, so I guess at that point you would have gone back to school full-time full-time probably Yeah, yeah. in mm-hmm. September yeah. and really commit to that and then yeah. getting a normal job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell me about what changed your mind. I want to hear all about it. Well, I think looking back now,
1: part of the reason I probably went back to school was also for the validation side of it as well. That sounds awful, but when you work from home, no one really no one really knows what I do every day, all day. My husband does, but everyone else probably just thinks I've got this little blog. And I wasn't making I wasn't really making a full time income either, even though I felt like I was working full time all the time. So I kind of think I went back for the wrong reason as well anyway. And then obviously after the intensive it's just completely changed my business like it's literally 10 times my digital sales it's amazing so you've just proven to me that it can work and i just yeah. think i was following the wrong models before like and also i feel like before joining this intensive i was listening to so many different people doing different things. And I think once I joined the intensive, I stopped listening to business podcasts completely. (laughs) I just (laughs) didn't listen to any. I stopped opening emails. I listened to a couple, but not many. And I just really went all in on what you teach and followed everything that you said, every single thing. (laughs) Even with some of it, I was a bit like, oh. (laughs) But I did it all. And it just has completely changed everything. So,
0: It's so exciting to hear. And I know it wasn't an easy journey though. I mean, you've worked really hard on your pages, on your offers, which yes, we'll get into. Yeah. But you bring up such a good point, which is I see a lot of, and I was in the same boat early on with online business where I'm listening to a ton of different voices. You're excited and you're just like, okay, I've just got to pick up every possible nugget and strategy that I can. But yet at the same time, we're often not realizing that what happens is we spend a little time dabbling over here and a little time over there and we're not really going all in on any one growth yeah. strategy. And so a lot of times it's like, oh man, we're just kind of like, we're not getting great results, but we're still overwhelmed. We're still doing a ton of stuff, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really move the needle very much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and. I am not one to say like, oh, everyone should be doing ads and that's the only way. It's like, no, there are tons of ways to grow an online business. But yeah, one of the trickiest parts is truly just taking a strategy that works well for you, for your business, for your personality type, for your values, all those kinds of things. And then yeah, you gotta shut everything else out. And I've had to do this myself. I mean, I will look at certain people where they're doing like the press game. They're going on the morning shows or being in featured in magazines or getting interviewed on every podcast and they're like this is how you do it in PR and that's how you're going to grow and that absolutely can work for some people but one day I just finally had to say Bethany you already have <laughs> strategies that work really well and they fit your personality and they don't require waking up super early in the morning and <laughs> like getting out the door you know, I just had to kind of face the facts of like, I don't have to do all the things. And yeah, these other strategies just might not be the right fit for my personality. I'm way too impatient for SEO and Pinterest. I've- yeah. I mean, that is
1: what I was working on last year was Pinterest a lot. That's why I listened to the Simple Pin podcast, Monica froze a thought. I mean, yeah. really before your intensive came up, I was saving for Monica's pinterest ads course i've got her primer book i've tried a few pinterest ads and it was really kind of like oh which way to go and i think i will eventually go for her course once i've got the facebook ads really stabilized i guess but yeah i do think going all in on one person and i love how you do both sides i don't know anyone else who teaches ads for both physical and digital products I think that's pretty unique and obviously it really appealed to me because I do have both sides so yeah Yeah. that was really good.
0: That's true yeah and yes so I'm actually a student in Monica's Promoter Pins course and it's really good (laughs) and yeah and what's fun though is you can take that same freebie to tripwire model Mm -hmm. and go run promoter pins to it but I have told ad students I'm like just so you know the way promoter pins work the whole platform of promoter pins the yeah whole but I said run some it is
1: totally different times. yeah
0: it's it's <laughs> very very different what you can take with you is if you know how to create compelling images that people want to click on. If you know you have your offer ready to go and your pages look great, like that, you're going to carry with you. But then, yeah, everything else is like, mm, yeah, it's learning a new, yeah, yeah, ads platform. But yeah, you can definitely take your awesome offers. So I know for you, Hannah, it took a while. For your ads to work. So, and I want, like, I love for people to know this. I don't want people to think that you just come on in and like week one, I'm making all this money. That is not how this thing works. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. And for some students, it takes a good amount of troubleshooting and tweaking offers and things like that. So I would love to hear more about, you know, the offers you started with in the intensive and when you saw some momentum happen
1: okay so actually i applied in september last year and you mentioned creating some bonuses for the course so i create created a habit guide like building a cross stitch habit and a list of 50 things you can make and then i didn't join the intensive in fall but i (laughs) stupidly (laughs) decided (laughs) to to make them my tripwire and i sold a few but not many so when i came into the intensive you were like no put them back as a bonus to your course I just kind of thought my course is $37 and the tripwire price is $24 so I was like I just thought it was too expensive but then obviously I I seen what everyone else was doing and so I changed it they were a bonus and then so I started with a free guide as the freebie and then that led to a how to cross stitch course as the tripwire and when I did we start running ads in March I think yes yeah mm, mid-March so we set it I set it up in February and I did get quite a few organic sales. I think my organic sales have been like the big game changer for me, actually. And then it just wasn't working with ads. It was my own fault as well. Obviously, we start at 10. I think I started at 15 pound a day, actually. And then coronavirus happened and I was just, I got a lot of physical kit sales. My husband had an injury over in Belgium. So he was in hospital, the kids were home and I just got really overwhelmed and I just didn't check on the ads properly. And then I came back in and they weren't doing very well, (laughs) but I did have so many leads. So that was like really promising. So then we troubleshooted and I changed my offer to a tiered offer. So, oh, and I had a new freebie set up, free patterns, they come in, you can get, Three ebooks of cross stitch patterns, or they can get the ebooks with a few classes and some more PDFs, or they can get all of that and the how to cross stitch course. And that was doing really, really, really well in April. And then I think I mentioned last week, I just turned my tripwire off by accident
0: to <laughs> just see that. That's right. Okay. So what you had done is you redirect like, so when people were opting into your list, they were now no longer seeing that require offer. No, I think it's yeah. because I was redoing my homepage
1: and I was putting the free patterns. I've got two forms where you can sign up. So one is like an embedded form on the website that I use, but I use a separate form for ads and I, I don't know what I've done. I'd gone in, tried to put it on the website and clicked off the redirect button But because I was still getting the organic sales, I just thought my ads had tanked. I was like, oh, something's happened with the, I because I was like, I'm still getting sales. And then it took me a while to figure out that it was off for the (laughs) the ads people. (laughs) But I've turned it back on now and it's been a bit slow going. It's literally Monday. I think I've changed it all back over. And this morning. I got a sale after it spent like 14 p and my ROAS was like 126 or something. So it's co- it's slowly climbing back up. Yeah. Okay.
0: So. Got it. Got it. <laughs> well, and that's what I think is so, uh, well, it's not fun that you had that tech issue and the not redirecting, right. But I think our group is really great for like, people will share their, what do we call them? Moments. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what'd you say? The silly moments. Yeah, you, like. yeah, like Katie is one in particular that like she'll post in the group. She'll be like, once a month, I have a fail to share or a fate. Oh. She calls it a facepalm moment. <laughs> and so, but it is nice because we all learn from that. And mm-hmm. two, I think sometimes just sharing in the group, hey, my stuff's not like something's happened. My ads aren't working. What do you guys see that I'm not seeing? Although I feel bad because none of us, no one would have known that because yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless we, you know unless yeah. we opted in and went through your whole yeah exactly I will say okay for anyone listening uh, that's one thing I try to remind myself to do as well if all of a sudden I'm like wait a second I was getting a lot of sales what's happening is like yeah pretend you're that brand new person go look at your ad go click through go through like the whole process because yeah it's it's you never cr- know. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes people will have a thing where it's like, oh, Deadline Funnel is like redirecting people to the full price page and no one's seeing the sale page. And I've had some students where their connection between their form and their tripwire, their sales page, for whatever reason, it would load and load. So like it was taking so long for the tripwire offer to even load that no one was seeing it. And it's like, no, your page is great. It looks great. But the problem is none of these new leads actually even saw it, which. That's something that
1: I do know. Actually, I look at my leads every day and then go into lead pages and check the views and write down every day to see if people are actually seeing it. So that's, yeah. That's that's really good because after I've done that, I'm checking now every
0: day (laughs) to make sure it's working. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's true. Okay, so I know you've only just now turned, yeah, turned the campaign back on, Mm -hmm. and you're seeing it, you know, picking back up. But I would love to hear if you don't mind nerding out on a little bit of that data from the whole intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or your three-tiered (laughs) offer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's dive into numbers.
1: So I think I should mention that before the intensive, the most that I'd made on Teachable was that $500 launch. And then in January, I think I had a sale. I'd done $140, but most months it was like $50. If I was selling one or two courses a month, like it was pretty bad. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't advertising it very well either though.
0: Yeah. Because, and Real quick, because I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> you also have your cross stitch kits that you yeah. know that and you Christmas sell. And Christmas is busy.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons I didn't join in September. It was that like I've just gone back literally to school, and Christmas, September to January is just my busiest time. And I was like this is intense. <laughs> it's a very it like is. A, it, it is. It is a lot of work, especially at the beginning. So I'm glad. I am glad I waited. Although it, and then coronavirus happened anyway and it was still <laughs> still really busy but you know I am glad I waited so I think like, like I said organic sales was really good so January I made $140 and then February we hadn't even started running ads but just the changes to the page and setting the trip prior up properly I'd done $325 so but oh yeah over double and then In March, that's when we started running ads. That's when I had the guide to the full course. I didn't have my tier set up yet. I got 630 leads. They were 43 pence a lead and I made $735 on Teachable. And then in April, I only spent £300 on ads or £350. It's hard because Teachable's dollars and then I'm obviously working in pounds from my ad spend. Mm -hmm. But I got 1,300 leads. They were 26 pence a lead and I made $1,600 for Teachable. And then May so far, I've spent £650 on ads, but this is where I turned off my tripwire and it was a week with no sales and I didn't turn my ads off. I just kept waiting and waiting for them to pick back up. But I've got 1,400 leads, 40 pence a lead, and I've already made $1,700 as well.
0: (laughs) And you had, yeah, and you had a week. Okay. One, week. we're not yeah. done with May yet, but yeah, you mm-hmm. had a week where like no sales were happening because yeah. of the tech glitch. Oh man. Okay. That's so exciting. Yeah. So, okay. So what is your, I feel like I was listening and, and didn't do the math properly. The what? Yeah, what's, yeah. What was your as like in April
1: and in May? So in April, it was only 1.23. Like I said, I got a lot of organic sales now as well, but again, I didn't mind. I had like and six hundred leads, and then sorry, no, that was March. Sorry, and we would only ran about two weeks. We were running ads for in March, yeah. I think. Yeah, so in April it was one point seven, but again, I got thirteen hundred leads from that, so I didn't yeah. really matter. And now in May it's only one point one four, but it was I had two campaigns. One was at two point five, that was me cold. One was at a three, that was me look alike, and me warm was at an eight. And then I turned off. (laughs) So, and I've turned me warm off now. Like you tell us to turn that off and on as we're building up our Mm -hmm. cold interest. So that's off. So when I turn that back on, I think I'm going to turn it on maybe today or tomorrow to try and just boost it up a bit for the end of the month. So it doesn't look great right now. Where I am now, it's only like a 1.1 overall. But like I said this morning, when I checked them last one camp, like, Both of them are going to be at a two today already, I know, because of the sales that have come in today. Um, They're currently, they're at like a 12 and a 16, so (laughs) just because it's so early in the day. Because for some reason, I don't know why, but it works out well for me, but my ads manager works on Pacific time. Okay. I don't know why, but it works out well because eight o'clock in the morning for me is when my ads restart and midnight Pacific, so I'm up and I can tweak and check on them from the day before properly, so... Yeah. yeah
0: oh that is really interesting I love that you're sharing the ROAS and saying hey listen it's not it's not these amazing direct profits from ads yet no. but it is I mean the quantity of targeted leads you're bringing in is I think I've got an extra 3,200 people
1: on my email list since we started <laughs> like from organic and this I think I get about I mean, one day I got like 110 leads in
0: one day. So (laughs) that's crazy for me. Like, yeah. And then when you look at two, like going back through your business kind of sales history for the digital Mm -hmm. side, you see, okay, you're spending, let's say 350 pounds on ads, but your total sales are so much more. Like you're just building this momentum in your business with your sales pages are awesome. Your offers are awesome. And then, yeah, you're getting these targeted leads on your list that are more likely to buy, yeah. and so it's helping you build for the long term too.
1: Yeah, is- and really, if you look overall, I know obviously a lot of my sales have come organically as well. It's probably about half and half. So, like for example, in May, I've spent six fifty on ads, but I've got seventeen hundred pound already, which is fourteen hundred, you like sterling pound. So overall i'm still 2x from the ad spend to my overall income so yeah it's still it's not like i've lost any money on the ads you know yeah. so
0: yeah and you're just getting started i mean cuz yeah it took a I'm while to get <laughs> yeah exactly cuz okay how much are you spending on ads per day 25 pounds a day 25 pounds campaigns, a day. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah you're just getting started you're going to build momentum from here for sure yeah. and I thought it was really fun to hear how even in February, before we ever set a campaign live, you were seeing more sales happen just because your pages look great. So much better. Your copy and how you're, you know, talking about your products and Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things to me. I think that's what I spent the most time on
1: the intensive was those sales pages at the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a lot of work. Even I have to gear myself up for like, okay, uh, it's an, time for another sales page. Bethann, for this new product. Yeah, that work. It it can pay off so much, and I think people don't realize that. It's like we all want to, we want to spend our time like, you know, tweaking audiences and campaign structures and all that kind of stuff, which is all great. But man, if you think about it. Even just a 1% increase in your sales page conversion rate is enormous for your, you know, profits and your ads or organic as well. So yeah, you've created some awesome pages. It's funny because when we started,
1: I wasn't using lead pages. I was like, I can't afford lead pages. (laughs) So I created all the pages on WordPress and like made them all clean and then about a a few weeks later I was like no I'm starting to get all the pages (laughs) and then made all my lead pages but I think it is so much easier to use so much quicker to set them all up so yeah yeah it's funny when I look back I also moved from MailChimp to ConvertKit
0: during the intensive as well so that was extra (laughs) yeah 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 I mean there definitely are these pricier tools that yeah, they feel expensive at first, and it does take that commitment of knowing, like, okay, I'm really in this for the long term. I'm really gonna run with this, and yeah, when you do, like now at this point, it's like, okay, those are a small expense compared to yeah, what well, yeah, is- mm-hmm. the sales you're bringing in, and you're just getting started. So I I, I can't <laughs> wait to see how things go over the next year.
1: Oh, I know. I'm really excited I've never been excited to do a launch but I'm going through your product launch course now yeah. I can't wait to do a launch in August <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be fun
0: yeah so I wanted to for a minute talk about the three-tiered offer a little bit more mm-hmm. which I have to say it was Jennifer Roskamp in the group who convinced me and a lot of us to run these yep. three-tiered offers they are amazing because Just the ability to show people the value that they're getting, I feel like is, is really great. So, and I know you mentioned kind of what was in your different Mm -hmm. tiers, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about what's in those tiers, how they're priced. And because I think the same product where it's like your fabulous course and everything else, because now it's in a three tiered offer where you can compare the different levels, you're able to charge more for Mm -hmm. that course than when it was like a standalone tripwire right Mm -hmm.
1: so I've actually just recently changed it a little tiny bit again so at first they got there was the three tiers they got three ebooks one was a Christmas one which sounds silly but cross stitches we stitch Christmas stuff all the time I'm getting Christmas sales now just take so long to stitch so a lot of them do start early and one was animal patterns in and one was a spring and summer ebook. And then I think that did well at first. That That's the lower tier. That's $17 instead of, I think it's 80 No, wait there. I can't, 67 or something like that. I can't remember. The 60% off anyway, $17, that lower tier. And then the middle tier, they get those three ebooks. They get a class where I teach them how to make a Christmas lampshade. I made that for the stitch along last year. Christmas, so I turn that into a class, and they get another free pattern that isn't in the ebook. They also get that those bonuses: the habit guide and the 50 things to make from your cross stitch, and a um, cross stitch planner that I used to sell as a physical planner last year, and um, that's just like a PDF now. So that's the middle tier. That's $27 instead of I think about 97 is what it all comes to altogether because I sell my eBooks between 15 and $20 each. So then the last tier is all of that and the how to cross stitch course. And you get that for $47 instead of like $120 or something. I do do quite a big discount, but the reason I do that is because really I am, the course is my main product and that's $37 on its own. So like you say, I'm getting more sales, like more income from that. My eBooks, I don't sell a lot of them on their own as standalone products because I give quite a few patterns away in my emails and I give a lot away in the course. Not many people buy a lot of patterns from me really. So I don't mind doing that big discount. I know some people probably wouldn't like doing that, which I understand it is a big discount i giving people, but I don't really mind, especially right now. I know a lot of people really want lots of patterns to stitch at home while they're at home. So it doesn't bother me. And that class... The Christmas class, that's only $10. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all low value things that I don't really sell separately. So I don't mind giving that big discount for them all together. And the reason I really, really like this tiered offer is because I think we discussed, I was trying to get that person who was a beginner. I really focus on beginners to cross stitch. That's who I want in the audience. But I think people were signing up for that guide who weren't beginners. They just wanted maybe some extra tips from it. You've got a free pattern in it. So when they got the course, they were like, I don't need a course, I can already cross stitch. So when I get in people in now, I can sort of tell like if they're not a beginner, they've still got something that they can get from me, there's something of value. they all those patterns. I think there's like 50 patterns in those ebooks. And if they are a beginner, they see the course straight away as well. So I kind of it's kind of like I know where they're at as well when they come into the into the community. I know if they're a beginner or not as well, which is really helpful. And It's funny because that higher tier is the one that's selling the most, even though I wasn't
0: selling the course on its own. It's funny. Yeah. Okay, I love that you brought that up because I'm finding the same thing. I've got a three-tiered offer going and mm-hmm. my most popular seller is the highest tier. And it's like, how is cold traffic that's never heard of me before and then they're just $97 right now and then let me take the order bump and it's like, what? what is happening? But yeah, I think it's, it's what you're saying where once you have these other lower tiers to compare that higher tier to, I think it just crystallizes the value of a product so much more for people because they can see, oh, okay, these tiers are great. It's still an incredible value. You're giving, you know, a super steep discount, but it's like, oh man, but if I just spend another $20, I get this whole course, you know, that goes with these patterns and all these other things. Whereas before, like you said, it was, okay, here's the course basically as the product. Like, so the page is just all about the course, but in that situation, you don't have other products to anchor it to, to really see, oh man, at $37, this is a complete steal. It's worth so much more. It's just, I don't know. I think it's funny how our brains work. Like I really, people respond to seeing the three options. And I also love it too, because then it doesn't alienate people who might not have as much to spend, but still yeah. still are interested in you, interested in taking that next step. But they're like, oh, well, geez, I don't have the 37 or whatever, 27, 47, but they can still get something. Yeah, at the lowest tier. Yeah, like I said as well,
1: I forgot to say, I have changed it a little bit because when I set it up, it was April, so that spring, summer ebook made sense. When I stopped selling through the ads, when I turned the tripwire off, I thought maybe it's because it's a spring summer ebook. Nobody wants spring patterns anymore. And then I was thinking, I originally was going to do summer autumn. And then I was like, I can't keep changing this every season. It's just going to be too tough. So now I've changed that first ebook to like a whole season like I go from from summer all the way like obviously all the way through all the okay. seasons and I'm like I can just keep that up <laughs> yeah. I don't need to keep changing it yeah so That's... and like I said now the sales of and I've also changed because we've had a lot of discussion about the whole one page or two page like how yeah. you so I originally when somebody clicked to buy the bundle you'd get taken to a different page and that was working quite well but when I seen your offer for the templates and it was all on one page I thought I think I just like that better myself so I've changed to one page and that's had four or so sales this week so it's yeah I'll see how that goes and see if I just switch back and stuff so I think there's just so much testing to do Yeah, (laughs) just so much but you obviously everyone in the group especially Jennifer she was so helpful with that that was that group's priceless I think all the people in there they're amazing so
0: yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I learned so much from the group. and <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah, everyone chiming in with their experiences and like, I've tested this or this is what works for me. And yeah, you just get so many great perspectives and mm-hmm. learn from people who've tried, you know, so many different things, which is mm-hmm. really fun. I was going to say too, I think you brought up a good point with the whole, the really steep discount, which I think a lot of people balk at because it's like, well, you know, we have to make a profit in business. We shouldn't undervalue our work, but there definitely is as far as an ad strategy goes. And especially with digital products, like I will say my physical product sellers don't typically have to do big discounts. It's, It's just a different it's a different type of thing. But for digital sellers, there's a lot of competition and there's less, you know, people are just a little bit more wary of that because they're not, they don't have something tangible that comes in the mail. And so to make our ads work and to make them profitable, usually we do need to like, I call it a really juicy offer, you know, like it needs to be really enticing. Mm -hmm. But the point being, Once you do that and you're getting those buyers in, you've also, like you said, you've added thousands of targeted leads to your list. They're the right people because of the way we optimize for purchasers. And so you have the ability to sell to them long-term. And it's not like all those future sales and launches have to be oh, let me slash everything and like, feel like I'm totally yeah. undervaluing my work.
1: Yeah, exactly. I do see from books. And also I do not show that offer again now, like with the tiered, with the course, what I would, I sell that again at 27 on its own favour in the funnel. I don't offer any of that again. Like that is actually a one-time offer. They don't, they can get the course again and, and the habit bonus and all of that but I don't offer anything else. Like I do stick to that for that one yeah. because it is such a steep discount. I know some people do like a step up and I, I'm sort of playing with whether to do that or not, but yeah, they don't. That is truly like for one hour only they can get that. So I'm comfortable with that discount myself. And like I say, I don't really sell them separately anyway. And yeah. And also I think I was building my list and a lot of people were physical kits, buyers and I didn't mention this but before the intensive I also kind of was thinking of phasing out the kit sales and just I wanted it to be like digital and then physical instead of like the other way where it was I wanted more digital sales now I'm kind of like I don't mind it being a bit 50 50 I feel like I don't mind that now but a lot of people on my list they're not primed for digital sales really so at least I'm bringing in people who know how to digitally download the patterns from the ad they see all those digital things that I offer. So they know, okay, this is a digital seller as well, and not just the kit seller. So I think that's been really helpful for me as well. But yeah, I don't mind offering the, the discount for that one time.
0: Yeah. It doesn't bother me really. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's similar to businesses where they might do a free trial of a membership. Or sometimes we see these really steep discounts to like, let's get a steep discount on this spa treatment because they wanna get you in the door or a steep discount for a gym membership, things like that. It's the same principle. It's just, you know, packaged up slightly differently, but Yeah. yeah, it's just the fact that like, we have to have this really enticing offer to get those. And again, because most of what we do, of course we do obviously advertise to our warm audiences as well, but the whole point of like how you actually grow and, you know, scale that business is we go to ice cold traffic. And so these are people that they've never heard of you before. They've never had, you know, any of your products, digital or physical. And so it's just giving them that. Okay, look, this is this is really enticing. This is an offer you can't resist, and it gets mm-hmm. them in the door. And of course, then they love it because all my students have fabulous products. Oh. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> then you have a new, you know, happy customer. That yeah, I will
1: out. also say as well. So I mentioned to do stitch alongs. So I run them three times a year, and they're live. Like once they're over, people can still join, but they're not. Everyone wants to join because it's live, and that's really where most of my bulk of my income came from last year because I charge for the pattern, the digital pattern, and that gets split up weekly. They we get it delivered via email. But then the one I did this year, I decided to do it in Teachable and that worked really well because they haven't got to go into the emails and find the patterns and Teachable's got an app so when people are coming in and they're getting those ebooks or whichever option they choose, they know how to use Teachable, which really I think is going to help me when my launch comes for my next Stitch Along because the next one I'm launching is actually going to be my Christmas one, which sounds <laughs> crazy to talk about. But I always launch my Christmas Stitch Along. This is my 4th or 5th. I launched that in August because we have to start stitching in like September to get it finished for Christmas. So I'm really happy that everyone who's been joining my list, like I said, they know how to download patterns. Some of them are already teachable. They know how to use that platform. And that, like you said, this is kind of like a trial, I guess, for that launch that's coming up. Like, I'm really excited for that launch. If you could tell, like I love running my Christmas Stitch Along. So I'm so excited to see how it goes this year because Christmas Stitch Along last year, I think I had 2,500 people on my list. I think that was like a £3,000 launch. So this year I've got 6,300 now so hopefully it's up again a lot more by
0: August and hopefully we'll see how that goes (laughs) But because and again the way we get people on our list we they tend to be more likely to be buyers and so okay so your list already is like what three times as big as last year or close to that Nearly, yeah. Nearly. It was yeah, yeah. I think it was
1: about 2,000, two thousand, two thousand five hundred last year. Okay, six thousand three hundred now. Last time Okay, gotcha. So yeah,
0: so it'll probably be three times the number by August. Mm-hmm. So I hope you have at least three times ta- three. X I hope that That's my I stretch. Mean- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can do hopefully. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this this actually reminds me of one of my students I talked to with last week, Erin, who's actually one of the ads mentors because mm-hmm. she's so good at copy and yeah. graphics. Like <laughs> I just, I saw that right away. I remember how she was in my fall round and I was just like, you're awesome at this. I, I would love for you to come help the new students, <laughs> you know, with this piece of it. But anyway, she does like a challenge every year. Hers is like a Lent challenge. So oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. different so topic. About it. Yeah. Yeah. But she went from, she had like 140-some or 80-some, something like that, less than 200 in the year before her Lent Challenge. And then this year, she had over 3,000 people oh my God. in her Lent Challenge. Wow. Now, she has like a free version and the paid version, but she, yeah, it was like an awesome launch. She did so well, but yeah, anyway, But yeah,
1: I used to, when I first started the Stitch Alongs, I had the pattern for free in the Facebook group. I used that as a way to grow me Facebook group up. People could come in and get the pattern for free and then I'd sell the kit on it. So like, that's how I made the money from them because I sell the kit as well. But again, I I don't know when I started charging for them. I think it, I ran three or four and then I started charging, just did it to my email list because my Facebook group, it's not like massive. It's only got like 2000 people in, but it was just a bit much trying to run the stitch along in there as well. So now, yeah, I do charge. I mean, usually I only charge, I think I charge like $10. Again, it's got to be in dollars. So it's not, massively expensive for the pattern and when you look most stitch alongs and cross stitch are about 25 dollars for the pattern so I do try and make it a bit cheaper because I also sell the kit as well most people just do the pattern so that's where they're making the money but then yeah this year what I'm going to do is like get people into teachable for the pattern then offer them the kit when they're in there but just do like a limited run I think this year (laughs) yeah and see yeah yeah.
0: that's a great idea yeah I love that well hannah it's been so much fun to chat with you and hear how things are going and i love that you're willing to share your struggle week as well because (laughs) that's gonna help people like we all we all have stuff like that but yeah i'm so happy you're back on track and yeah this has been so fun so thank you as (laughs) we wrap up do you have either a funny or an adorable mom moment to share
1: I do. I have one from this morning, so I was doing my hair ready for this morning for this interview because you mentioned video. And (laughs) my kids were upstairs and my husband had gone shopping because he's actually still working at the minute with being in the military. Mm -hmm. So they were upstairs and they were making a show to perform. They had all the teddies and a karaoke machine. And then I heard my little boy say Wait, we we have to cancel the show because of coronavirus. No one can sit together. And he was telling some of the teddies to get out. They had to sit two meters apart. They were like two seats between everybody. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, George, it's okay." And he's like, "But we're inside. We we can't do this inside." I was like, "Why don't you go in the garden?" Outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so funny. And he oh, he watches the news. He's only six. So he watches the news about it. He, just is obsessive the it, minute it? I think kids saying like people are saying kids don't understand what's going on but my six-year-old has
0: switched on about it he gets it so <laughs> ah, he's, look, that is, <laughs> yeah, that is he's super so cute that even with the stuffed animals he's like listen you guys we, yeah. we gotta follow the rules <laughs> coronavirus is going on that is super cute yeah, I know oh man <laughs> <laughs> you're probably gonna have to watch too as things open back up he's probably going to be scolding people like if they're not wearing a mask or they're not just if we go for a walk he's the one who's like mom move he
1: is he hates being sick though I think that's what it is for him he's so paranoid about getting sick he just hates it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah
0: Yeah. well It sounds like he's, he's well on his way to staying super healthy. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Following all the rules that Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. That's pretty cute. Well, Hannah, this has been great. And can you remind everyone one more time, where's the best place for them to find you online? So I'm at hannahanmakes.com
1: where I do all my blogging, but I mostly spend my time on Instagram as well. Hannah Hanmakes. So yeah they're the two awesome. best places okay thanks so much my fan I just think thank what you're you. doing is great and I'm just so thankful that you let me in the intensive this year so thank you as well
0: <laughs> well thanks for joining us and working hard and yeah it's uh, that's my favorite thing just seeing everyone make progress and grow their businesses so yeah oh, it's a lot of thank fun. you Okay, first of all, was Hannah's adorable mom moment not the cutest thing you've ever heard? Man, our kids are listening. They are paying attention. They pick up on so much. And I love that her son not only was listening, but he's like really taking it upon himself to be a leader when it comes to these regulations and keeping everyone safe. And I just think that is the sweetest. So of course, you can head to HannahHandMakes.com to see more about what Hannah's doing I'm probably going to put one of her cross-stitch kits on my list because I love those kits that allow me to be creative without having to go shop and plan and do all that myself. And if you're interested in learning more about my ads intensive program, you can head to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash ads. That's brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash A-D-S. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant.